Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How you doing today? I hope that you're doing good. I am Jeremiah Smith, and I'm pumped to be with you today, and I hope that you've had a good week this week. Has your week been good? Has God been good to you this week? Well, you know, he is good all the time. Maybe he didn't seem like he was doing good, but he's always working behind the scenes, and I believe something good's about to happen to you today. Do you believe that? I believe this is going to be the best week you ever had. Can you see that today? Can you see that if you closed your eyes? Could you see this being the best week you ever had? Well, it has to do with how you see things, praise the Lord. You know, you can see a bad week. You can see all kinds of challenges, you know, but it has to do with what you see, you know, how do you see your week? You know, we have to have a good picture of it on the inside of what we want to see happen this week. Praise the Lord. You know, God can work with somebody that has some vision and, and has some dreams and can see some good things. You know, it's, it's easy to paint a picture of a bad week. You know, you can listen to the news and listen to the negative things out there, but you know, or you can paint the picture of a good, good week, you know, with a good good God. Amen. You know, you think about it. He's good all the time. You know, why couldn't you have a good week? Why couldn't this be the best week you ever had? Huh? You know, you have God on your side and he can make some unbelievable things happen this week. If you let him do that for you, praise the Lord. I believe he wants to do that for you. Well, you know, you can catch us live every Wednesday and Sunday at 6 PM at, uh, uh, here at on uh, Podbeam, we are live, you know, and of course, it, uh, you can catch us on Sundays at 4 p.m. Sometimes we're a little bit late. You might just be a little patient on us there, but uh, right about 6 p.m. and 4 p.m., we are here for you. And of course, sometimes, you know, we might play a series as the Lord leads us, you know. I've done nearly 400 and... 50-something podcasts all together with Coffee's Confessions, so we have lots and lots of ministry for you and lots of unreleased things, you know, that, that can be a blessing to you. And so, you know, we try to do, put some things out there to encourage you and be a blessing to your life, praise the Lord. And sometimes the Lord just wants me to do something a little different and put some messages out there and series and to encourage you and to build your faith, you know. And so if I'm not here for some reason, we'll put something out on Podbeam there for you. That's why it's good to follow Podbeam there, jeremiasmithministries.com podbeam.com you can get the latest messages and of course on facebook you can see the the latest messages there but uh, you can listen to those and we make them available for you on podbeam our home praise the lord so and of course we have our videos there if for some reason you can't catch this live podcast you know on podbeam you know you can watch the videos we release those about 9 p.m central time as if it's a little bit later it's because we've had some things with youtube uploading them and processing them uh, but uh, you can catch them live there uh, on uh, YouTube if you'd like to catch the videos there. Now, the rebroadcast you can listen to on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn, Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, uh, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, and Samsung. And so you can listen to the rebroadcast. If you can't catch the live podcast, that's okay. We have them out there, and we have lots of people that listen to those. And so you're welcome to listen to the rebroadcast if it's better for you. We have people literally all around the world. I was looking at it this month. We've had people all around the world from all over the United States and around the world that listen to this podcast. And so we try to be a blessing to them and make sure that everything's out timely for them. We're always putting out new things. 
we're always trying to make sure you have lots of material, you know, and, and of course we're always doing live messages so that you have something to listen to and have lots of content here. Praise the Lord. So feel free to do that. Of course, we're going to get into our message here. I don't believe that you just happened to tune in by accident. You didn't just happen to turn this on. No, God drew you in here by his precious Holy Spirit, and he has some things he wants to minister to you, I believe. You know, he has things tailored for us. Did you know that? He knew you'd be here before you got here. Did you, you know that about the Father? He directs our steps. He says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Are you a good man? Well, if you're saved, you know, and you have the heart of going after God, you're a good man, and God wants to help you and guide you and direct you in your steps, you know. He likes to guide you and direct you so that you get where he needs to go. He has plans and purposes for you. One scripture says he has passed, prearranged, and picked for you. One translation says, living the good life. Amen. And and he does have a good life. You know, walking with him is a good life. And he has some good things in store for you. Now, I know you may have heard lots of ministers have told you this life's going to be ter terrible and challenging. And being a Christian's rough and terrible. But, you know, there's nothing better than being with the Father. Amen. Getting up and you have someone that's there for you to take care of you, give you peace and joy and him to be your provider and to help you every day, you know, and help you to not have burdens and help you to not be stressed, you know, like the world stress. He has peace that passes all understanding. He has things that'll help you in every circumstance of life. If you let the Father help you today, he wants to help you and help you to have victory in every area of your life. Praise the Lord. Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe he wants to do that for you. And I hope that you're excited about it. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to get into our message here. I believe I got something from the Holy Spirit that will bless you today. And I hope that you'll be encouraged and I hope that it'll minister to your life and you can give it to someone else and encourage them if they're needing encouragement. You know, I don't know about you, but I like to be encouraged. You know, I don't come to church to get slapped around, beat up, and kicked around. <laughs> Amen. I like to be encouraged, you know. You say, well, Jeremiah, you know, you're not supposed to. Well, you know, the Bible says, it says that the fivefold ministry is here to edify you, you know. So if they're kicking you and slapping you around, you know, you probably might want to switch churches, you know. You're supposed to be encouraging you and edifying. You know, you're growing spiritually, and I don't remember going and kicking my baby I don't remember slapping my baby as he's growing, you know. I, we encouraged him, hey, you can walk, and hey, you can do these things, and you've got a dream, and we we want to help you fulfill that dream, you know. And so we, we tried to encourage that baby, you know, and that's what the fivefold ministry is supposed to be doing for you is encouraging you in your walk with God and helping you to fulfill that purpose he has for your life, praise the Lord. Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe that's why he put us here. I mean, that's what the scripture says. So maybe we should go with the scripture and not just by what somebody says, right? We should go by the Bible. The Bible should be the number one factor in our life. It should be the guidance and direction for our life, the manual for life. And so we should be listening to the word and listening to the precious Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. And Father, we just thank you as we get into the word today. Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit will be our teacher. We ask that he be our teacher and help and stand by and flood us with light today, Holy Spirit, and help us to see some things we haven't seen before. Help, help everybody listening to get what they need and help them not to go away empty-handed today. Help everybody to get what they need today. And we just thank you for that, Holy Spirit. And, and before we go, Father, we just ask, Lord, we, we minister to you. First of all, we minister to you and thank you for being so good to us. 
Thank you for taking care of us, taking care of our families, and taking care of our future. It's all secure in you, and we just thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. If anybody could take care of my future, Father, it's you, and we just thank you for securing us in everything we do in Jesus' name, and we give you all the praise and all the glory, and we just thank you for it in advance in Jesus' name. And before we go, Father, we ask that you meet the needs. There's some people that have some spiritual needs today and physical needs. We ask that every need be met today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's get into the word. Are you excited? Well, if you can't get excited about the word, what's the matter with you? <laughs> amen. The word is life, right? The word will quicken your bones. Amen. The word will thrill your spirit. Amen. You should be excited this week about the word. You, you shouldn't get up and go, oh, no, I'm going to get into the word. No, you should get up and be excited about putting the word in your spirit because what it does for your spirit makes you stronger, makes you feel like you can do the things you couldn't do before. Amen. It's his word. His word holds up the planet. His word holds up the, the stars, the moon. Amen. His word holds up your life and sustains you. It's exciting to get into the word. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to look at Matthew, the 17th chapter, the first verse. It says it like this. It says, do not judge. This is Jesus talking or, or you too will be judged for in the same way that you judge others. You'll be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Notice he's talking about sowing and reaping, right? You know, so don't be mean to other people, you know, or you're going to have someone be mean to you. Oh, that's a word for somebody there. Be careful about who you're mean to, you know, because you don't want it to come back on you. Well, the third verse says it like this. Why do you look at this speck and sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your eye? You know, and that's a good word for somebody too. You know, you think about, you know, are we always looking at other people's problems? Or are we looking at what we need to work on, you know? I don't know about you, but I got a lot to work on with Jeremiah. <laughs> Amen. Unfortunately, I have lots of things I have to work on, you know, and it's easy to look at everybody else's problems, but we need to be looking at what we're working on, you know, working on our walk every day, building our faith every day, becoming a better you. You know, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. Isn't that good? You know, the more you spend time in his presence and his word, you go from glory to glory. I like change. I don't know about you, but I, I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better uh, minister for the Lord, you know, and it, it goes from glory to glory the more you spend time in his presence. Amen. And he'll change you. Well, let's go to the fourth verse. Says, How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. That's interesting about that, you know, because it's like you don't want some type of distorted vision to you because you, you're, you're not looking at life as an exciting way, you know. You need to make sure that you're, you have a good view on life. You know, some people have so many planks in their eyes and they got, they're bound by so many things, you know, but they don't have no good view of life anymore, you know, and we should have a good, good vision and excitement about life. We should be full of light and we should be able to be a blessing to someone else. You know, our eyes should be wide open and have lots of vision so we can be a blessing, blessing to someone else. Well, the sixth verse is do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. And if you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you into pieces. I tell you, we haven't even got to what we're getting to, but you know, this is pretty important. You know, maybe today the Lord's speaking to you about some things. And you have to be careful about who you share some things when the Lord speaks to you. You know, he may give you a vision and give you a dream and 
speak to you about some personal things, but you have to be careful about who you give those things to, you know, wait till, you know, you feel like it's a, it's you got peace on the inside about it before you give it to someone else. But it's important that, you know, that you don't just throw those things out there for people to trample on. Those are precious, precious things. You know, God shows you something out of the word. It's precious. Amen. It's, it's wonderful. It's between you and your relationship with God and it's precious, you know, and you should value those things, not just share them with everybody. It's for you and your, your savior that is shared together. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, the seventh verse is ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened unto you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be open you know we're about to get into the next verse and that's what our subject's about today but this is powerful truths right here these are promises he says if you ask you're going to receive right if jesus said it that's a promise and you ask and you're going to receive you say well i didn't receive anything when i asked did you well, you know, you may not see it happening when you asked, but if you asked, you're going to receive is what the scripture says, right? He says, one who seeks will find. If you're seeking more of the Lord, you're going to find more of the Lord. Amen. You're seeking more revelation of God's word. You're going to receive more revelation of God's word. We make it too complicated, don't we? You know, we're like, oh man, I don't know if I can get this done or dear Lord, you know, because somebody told you this or it's going to be rough and challenging, but we should just go by the word, right? If he says it, it's that simple. You seek him, you find him, right? You ask him, you receive. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. <laughs> He's not keeping things from you, obviously, right? God's not trying to keep you, keep things out of your life. He wants you to have good things in your life. He's a good father, right? That's what we learned from Jesus's life. You know, we got the four gospels, but you think about the, 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 they saw four different perspectives of Jesus. That's why you need to get to know Jesus. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. So you get a good idea of what the father's like when you watch Jesus, right? We find out what his character's like, what he's like, you know, by watching Jesus's life. That's powerful to think about, you know, because Jesus was loving, wasn't he? He's compassionate and he cared about people, you know, when he's here on this earth. Think about that today. And he's still that way in heaven. And he, he cared about your circumstances. He would go out to one person all by themselves because he cared about them. He would help per people after people. He would heal huge crowds of people because he loved them and he wanted them to be better. He always cared about their needs. He cares about your need, who, who's listening today. Right? You say, well, my need's kind of tough, Jeremiah. I don't know if he can do it. Is it too tough for him? <laughs> There's nothing too tough for God. Hey, man, you say, well, you don't know what I've gotten into, Jeremiah. Well, it's not too tough for God. You know, we, we serve a big God, you know, and nothing's more bigger than him. Nothing's higher than him. He's the most high. And he can help you with whatever circumstance it is that you're facing today. I like to say this, and I say it all the time. A dear brother of mine recently was reminding me of it, but I say it all the time, and it just rolls off my tongue because I used to pray with people, you know, on the phone, and I'd pray with them, and I would tell them, I'd say, hey, you, God can help you more than a million ways. Think about that, you know. He has resources that will blow your mind. Amen. I've seen him fix things in unusual ways. And straighten things out in unusual ways. When I thought, well, I don't know how this can be fixed. Well, he can do it. You can't limit him. He knows how to fix it more than a million ways. Amen. It's not a challenge. He can make it happen. 
and you just have to trust him to make it happen for you. He's working on some things right now for you. Did you already ask him? Did you already seek him? Did you already knock on the door? Well, you know, if you did, he's doing some things behind the scenes for you right now, and he can do it more than a million ways. Amen. The ninth verse says it like this. Which of you, if you, your son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? And you say, well, why would he say it like that? Well, he's getting into this. He's letting you know there's a certain thing that you're going to receive doing certain things, right? You know, if he's saying bread, you would give him a stone. He's not going to give you what you, you don't need if you ask him for something. Think about that today, you know? Some people act like that. They act like God's just going to give them something they don't want if they come to him or, <laughs> you know. No, he's reminding you he's a good father. And he has good things in store for you. Why would he give you something that you didn't want? You know, the scripture says, well, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Think about that. Say that with me. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, right? So that doesn't mean he's giving you cruddy gifts, you know. I've had some repackaged gifts. You ever had some of those? Somebody got something for Christmas they didn't want, and so they repackaged it and <laughs> gave it to you to save some money. I've been through that before. And, you know, it's interesting because you like you open it up, you're like, oh, man, why is the tape off this? You know, <laughs> well, God doesn't do that. You know, he, he gives you things that are desires of your heart. That's the way my family is, you know, when it comes Christmas time. You know, I'll ask my wife, what would you like? You know, what can I get you that you'd enjoy? Because I don't want to waste my money and waste my time. You know, and there's a lot of people, you know, they think they're asking for stuff that's way lower than what God would give them, you know, and not, they're not even going after things that are big, you know, and he really wants to give you what you want. I remember I was listening to a minister one time. And he was talking about how he was believing God. I believe it was for like $5,000. He's trusting God for five hundred. now it's $500,000, you know. You know, and he's, he's believing God and he's praying and he's, he's, he's tearing into the floor, you know, believing for $500,000, you know, fasting probably, you know, believing for that amount of money, you know, and you say, oh, he's talking about money. You know, well, I'm just using this as a demonstration here because we could need all kinds of things. There's all kinds of things people need, you know, not just money, you know, money can't fix everything. And, you know, there's lots of needs that people have, you know, he's praying for $500,000 and, and he's believing for it. And he's, he's asking God about it. And he said, okay, I'll give it to you. He said, really? He said, yeah, I'll give it to you. He said, I just was talking to Oral Roberts and he asked me for 2 million. He's like, what? You're going to give him 2 million and only going to give me 500,000. Think about that today. You know, it depends on where your faith is at. You know, do you believe he can do it? There's nothing impossible for him to do or fix in your life. You know, it has to do with what your capacity is to believe. You know, do you trust him to do it? He can do some unbelievably big things. There's nothing limited that he can do in your life, but you have to be able to believe for it and have the faith to do it. Praise the Lord. He said, you don't even need much to do. It just needs the size of a mustard seed of faith. That's not a lot of, you know, a lot of faith. Have you ever looked up a mustard seed? I did one time. And uh, it's very, very small. It's a tiny, tiny little seed, you know. He's saying you don't need a lot of faith. You just got to trust in a big, big God to make it come to pass. Think about that, you know. You're, you're, you're not going to be the one that does it anyway, <laughs> you know. You're not going to be the one that, bring, you know, maybe you're needing healing today. You can't heal yourself, right? You're not going to be the one to do it anyway. Think about that today. But he can do it. He can fix whatever it is, whatever miracle you need, whatever healing you need. 
You think he's incapable of doing that? No, he's God and he can fix it for you. Praise the Lord. Just has to do with your capacity to believe him. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's never on his side. Think about that today. It's never on his side, but we have to work on our side and just get a little bit of faith, just a little bit of trusting in him, and he can do some great big things. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, the 10th verse, he says, ask some fish when we will give him a, will I give him a snake. And now remember, this is Jesus talking. This isn't just some disciple. No, these are in red letters. Look in your Bible there. It's in the red letters. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Think about that today. He said, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, and you know, I know, I don't know about you, I know how to give some good gifts to our children, man. We'll just bend every way to make sure that they have a wonderful Christmas with, with the best that we can do, or well, you know, great birthday, the best that we can do, you know. You don't think God's going to go out of his way because he's the perfect example of a father and bend every which way to make sure that you have one of the best days that you possibly have or the best week you could possibly have. Oh, my goodness. He cares about what you you care about. He cares about you. He loves you. He created you. Do you know that? <laughs> And he cares about you. He made everything unique about you. You know, you're, he knows the hairs on your head. He created you with fingerprints only like yours. Think about that today. He cares about you. And you're not here for no reason. You're not listening to this podcast for no reason. You didn't just happen to turn this on. You're here at this particular time for a reason. Something specific that he wants to do in you. Think about that today. You know, he, he has you on this earth right now when the things are going on like they are right now because he wants to use you in a special way to do special things at this time. You know, you could have been born at any time. Yeah, you could have been born way back, you know, when we had no cell phones. And you could have been born way before that even, you know, back when we, <laughs> way back before we had cars. You know, you could have been born way, way further back if you think about it, you know. But he has you here now. And he has you here for a reason, you know, you know, and you say, well, there may be somebody listening today that's wanting to take their life today, you know, and you've forgotten how important it is that you are here. You know, you could be helping somebody that no one else can reach today. Think about that today. You could be helping thousands of people that no one else could reach today with your life. Maybe it's a hundred, maybe it's 10, maybe it's just a few, but boy, if you think about it, if you're going to change their eternity, with your life, how important your life is today. Think about that today. You talk about eternity, that's a long time, right? There's people that are going to spend eternity where they don't want to be. And there's people that are going to spend eternity in a glorious life because they made that right choice. And you think about that today. And if you are a part of that to help them make a good choice and accepting Jesus as Lord of their life, how, what a good feeling it is when you go to bed at night. What a good feeling it'll be when you get to heaven and Jesus rewards you for that. Think about that today. There's all kinds of rewards are going to be given. Look through the seven churches there and all the rewards that he's going to, he's just got all kinds of rewards that you get for persevering, being with him. Think about that today. But you know, you have to be a person that does that. And you got to be a person that cares not just about yourself every day, but you care about others and being a blessing to them. God wants you to do some big things and be a blessing to some many, as many people as you can have the capacity to believe for, but it has to do with you 
and what you feel like you can do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's look at the 12th verse here. He says, so in everything, and this is what we're talking about today, and we haven't even gotten into it today. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. My goodness, a lot said right there. That's a deep statement, isn't it? He says, so in everything, do to others. Now we're reading here, I believe it's the NIV, to, to others what you would have them do to you. You know, if you want certain things in your life, you got to make it happen for somebody else, right? He says, for this sums up the law of in the prophets. So this is a law in the prophets law. And we're going to see that. We're going to look at that a little bit. But he wants you to do things. This is what Jesus is saying, what you're wanting to happen in your life. Now, now this is a real problem. <laughs> this is a real upsetting problem to a lot of people because they say you shouldn't give to get. Oh, man, you shouldn't. No, no. And I've heard this over and over. Many ministers say this. You shouldn't give to get. But Jesus just told us, he said, do unto others what you would have them do to you. So you're, you're giving to get, aren't you? Think about that today, you know. We're supposed to be seeking first the kingdom and seeking first Jesus. We're supposed to seek him first. But he also tells you to give so that you can get the things that you're wanting to have in this life, you know. And I know I upset some people by saying that. But that's okay. Uh, you know, you, if I'm reading you the word, we all got to come in line with the word. Isn't that right? We all have to come in line with the red letters, especially. This is Jesus talking. He says, so in everything, do to others what you would have do to them. For this sums up the law, this sums up the law and the prophets. Powerful to think about. And that what the prophets did? Didn't they do some amazing things when it came to doing for others? <laughs> Powerful. We're going to look at that. Praise the Lord. Notice Jesus told us what he wanted for ourselves, and he, we need to make it happen for someone else. What are you making happen for others today? Take a moment and think about that. What are you making happen for others today? What are you doing for others? You know, if you sat there and you thought about it for a little bit, you know, I do a canned food drive, maybe. <laughs> I give a coat once a year. But what major impact are you making for others? Now, it, you may say, well, I don't have anything, and I don't have anything to work with. We all have things to work with. You have talents. You could pray for people for a certain amount of hours. Uh, you know, and as God blesses you, you can do a little bit more for other people. You know, what can you do for others? Amen. On the level that you're at right now today, what could you do this year that would be amazing for others, you know? That could be 100% for you, it could, you know? Remember the woman who gave the widow's might, you know? And she, the, Jesus told him, he said, man, she gave everything she had. She was the best giver there. The others were just giving her what they had, but she she gave all that she had. You think she had a big harvest coming? Well, yeah, she had a big harvest coming. But what can you do with what you have to be a blessing to others? You know, you could make many phone calls, and encourage someone today. <laughs> Amen. You know, you could go to some places if you have a vehicle and you could encourage somebody today, you know. Maybe you don't have a lot of money, but you can do a whole lot. You could sing some songs that would encourage somebody and worship with them today. You know, you can do lots of things you can do. It's easy to say, oh, I can't do anything. when you, ha But you may have huge, massive amount of talent. And you may be able to be a blessing to someone else. Praise the Lord. Think about that today. It's important that we're using our talent. You know, God gave you the, the, the talents and the giftings that you have to be in the earth, not inside of you, but to be in the earth, to be a blessing to someone else, you know. 
And there may be someone today that may be on the edge and they, they, they don't think they can go any further. And if they heard your song, I've heard about those type of things. I was listening to uh, actually a music ministry just recently. It was a, a station that played Christian music. And they were talking about how they heard this person gave a testimony, how she was actually listening to a song. She was, she was, she'd had at her wits end, couldn't go anymore, but the song came on and she was encouraged to go a little bit further. Think about that today. Maybe your song, maybe your poem, whatever it is today, your art, whatever it is, could help someone to go a little bit further. Wouldn't it be worth reaching out to somebody and encouraging them today? Oh man, we can use our lives to be an encouragement and a blessing to people, you know, but notice he says, whatever you're wanting for yourself, that's what you need to give to others. What are you needing for yourself today? You know, well, that's something to be thinking about. What are you making happen for others? Things seem to happen when you help others. Praise the Lord. It's a law. Let's look at Luke 638 and the new international version. I'm going to look at today and the King James. I'll be using a little bit of both today. And the 38th verse is give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. I like that version. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Think about that today. You know, if you want, if you want a little bit, give just a tiny bit. But if you want a lot, give a lot. Amen. You know, it's measured back to you by what you give. Think about that today. Galatians six seven says it like this: Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall they also reap. And so it's a law. Right, and it's the law of the prophets, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that because we're going somewhere with this. We're not just talking about sowing and reaping; we're talking about a particular area, and I'm going to get into that more towards the end. If I don't, we'll do a little bit more next week. We're trying to get to some certain things and concerning this, but this is why people, you know, they don't get their needs met. They're not consistent givers. They don't do certain things, you know, and there is a process to it. But if you start today, you know, it starts providing quickly, but you have to do something today. Can't put it off till tomorrow. You have to do something today. God gives us opportunities to help others to help ourselves. <laughs> right. You know, it's interesting. You know, he knows what you're going to need in the future and he'll send you an opportunity to help someone else in that area. And it's important that you're, you're the one that helps them in that area. Are you willing to help somebody today? Are you willing to help them in the area? You know, I was listening to a minister today. He was talking about how he was going through a drive through and somebody's car broke down, you know, and he didn't get out and help them. <laughs> and some other, you know, and he, and some other people jumped out and they helped him, you know, but he was wanting to, he really felt like he should have been the one getting out to help him, you know, and then he, and then he felt convicted when he left, you know, well, you know, God puts us in certain places at a certain time. What well, there's going to be a time that he has a trouble with his vehicle? Think about that today. You want to be the one giving to help them because you don't know if you're going to need help in the future, you know, but God does, and he knows what you're going to need in the future. And it's amazing. I found so many times me and my wife, you know, we'll look back and there's a certain certain that we sowed in a certain area and we'll find out that that's what we're going to need in the future and we didn't even know it, <laughs> you know. But it's important to be sowing what needs to be sown at the time, praise the Lord. Some people get frustrated when they do this and do not get results that they're looking for. Well, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Have you ever sowed something and didn't get any results? Well, that, there's a reason for that. And we're going to talk about that today. You know, you should be getting results, you know. And, you know, Jesus was big on results. 
He talked a lot about results, and he wants you to have results in everything that you do. As a matter of fact, he, he talked about believers, how they should have certain results in their life so that we know that they actually are believers. Powerful to think about, isn't it, you know? He, he wants you to get results because he's a good father. He, he doesn't want you just praying and not get an answered prayer. He doesn't want you sowing and not get an answer, getting, getting back what you've sown. You know, when he, he's got everything he needs in heaven right now, do you think he's worried about how much you sow and he's worried about your answer to prayer up in heaven? He's got everything he needs, right? But he wants you to have what you need today here on this earth, right there where you're at today. And it's important to him. Think about that today. Amen. That's why Jesus paid for everything so that you could get what you needed here today. He paid for it all. He paid for it with his blood so that you could have what you need to have today. He's not holding it back. It's never on his side. It's on our side that we have to work on things because he wants to make sure it happens for you. Praise the Lord. So first of all, we need to know that it's never on God's side. Now, this is a lot of reason why people, they backslide, or this is a lot of reason why people stop following Jesus is because they, they don't get results. <laughs> you know, think about that today. You know, it's, it's a shame, you know. They, they don't get the results they want, and so they backslide, or they, they stop following God like they, like they should. And it, what the truth is, they have to learn maturity, and they have to learn what is it we're missing on our side, because God never misses anything. On his side, he does everything perfect. But he has to work with us. Unfortunately, we're not always perfect in every circumstance. Amen. I remember Brother Hagin talking about that with different things and prophecy, you know. He was talking about how he would prophesy to somebody and he might be a little off. Well, should you not prophesy? No, you, you have to get out there and step out until you, you can do it if you're called to prophesy, you know. So he would prophesy and he'd say, Is this bear witness to you? He would say, he would say, I could be wrong, but I'm just, I'm speaking these things. He would, he list out certain things, you know, you know, and you think about that today, you know, it, it's on our side and he would tell me, say, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying, I'm, is this right? You know, and it's important that you realize that he's working with you. <laughs> There's things he has to work with us. You know, I'd love to say Jeremiah is perfect 24 seven, you know, but no, he's not, I'm not perfect 24 seven. So he has things he has to work with us. Amen. So it has to be on our part if we're sowing and reaping, if something isn't working. First of all, how do we know if it's not working? What, how do we know if something didn't work? Well, we know, first of all, by its fruit, right? If it's not producing fruit, then it's not working. Think about that today. You know, if you're sowing or you're giving in any area, if you're not producing fruit, then it's not working, you know, don't just keep giving to that area, you know, I mean, I, you, unless you have an angel come down and speak to you make sure that it's God, you need to make sure that you're giving to areas that are producing. Why would God give you something to give to that? It's not going to produce. He's a very, very wise God. Amen. He's not going to have you give to an area that's not going to produce, but we do miss it sometimes. And it's important that we're listening to the Holy spirit and learning where it produces. You say, well, why are you talking about this, Jeremiah? Because I feel led by the Holy Spirit to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. Matthew, the seventh chapter, the 20th verse is, thus by their fruit, you will recognize them. He had lots to say about fruit. Jesus has spoken much 
about fruit. Matter of fact, he wants us to bear fruit, right? He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And we're supposed to bear fruit, right? Being connected with him, we should be bearing fruit in our life. You know, but that's how we know that we're connected to him is by the fruit that we bear in our lives. How do we know if you're a believer? Well, he said these signs follow believers. Remember that? Remember that in the scripture there? He said they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He didn't say they would just lay hands on the sick. He said, you'll see that they recover. <laughs> they cast out devils, speak with new tongues. We'll see fruit from believers. Now, this could upset a lot of people if this isn't happening in their lives. You know, we're supposed to be seeing fruit in people's lives. Amen. And this is how we know we're doing what we're supposed to be doing is by seeing fruit in our lives. Mark 4, 28 says it like this, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that a full corn in the earth. Now, this, this tells you if you're going to the right church. You know, if you're if you're bearing fruit, are you growing spiritually? Or are you not growing spiritually? Right? How what what? How much have you grown over the month? <laughs> how much has God spoken to you throughout the month? You know, are you under anointed minister? Or are you not? Are burdens be removed or yokes being destroyed? That tells you a little bit about your minister, doesn't it? He carries the call of God on his life. He has the anointing of God on his life, right? But if you're not seeing those results and you're not seeing fruit from that, maybe you need to make sure you're looking at where you're going to, you know. We're looking at the fruit, you know. When you sow something, what are you seeing happen? It's powerful to think about. Jesus said much about fruit. Mark 4.29 says, But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. You know, we're supposed to be looking for harvest. Even Jesus is looking for a harvest. He's sowed into the earth, and he's coming to reap his harvest. And he expects you to have a harvest in every area of your life. Not just be giving for no reason. No, he wants you to give with purpose in mind. So if you're looking for fruit, there's some trial and error involved. Think about that today, you know. And there is. There's some trial and error involved. You know, if you're sowing, it's not producing fruit. There's a little bit of trial and error involved. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Say that with me. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. You should be looking at what gets results in your life. You know, you should be getting results. Now, say that with me. I'm going to get results. I'm going to get results. Amen. We need to have results in everything we're doing. So if there is no fruit, try somewhere else. If it's if you're sowing somewhere and it's not producing what you're needing to get or you're not getting what you need to get from a ministry or whatever, you know, you need to be where you're producing fruit. Amen. And you should be reaping fruit. You should be seeing fruit everywhere. If it's really something God's involved in, he, he wants you to bear fruit in your life. If God's involved in it, there's going to be fruit. Praise the Lord. You know, I remember my wife, you know, she started doing plants, you know, when she first started, you know, it wasn't real successful at first. She's pretty good. But she wasn't quite as successful as she is now. She's very good with plants now. But it took a little bit of trial and error. You know, I remember she's excited about it. She had all kinds of different things she was doing when she first started, you know, growing plants. Now she has this massive plant room that we have on the back of the house here with all kinds of beautiful, rare plants. You know, because she enjoys plants and it's kind of a therapy for her. Plus, it gives us great oxygen. <laughs> and don't worry if Jeremiah has oxygen. We have lots of oxygen in our house. 
But, you know, you think about that today, you know, it's, she, she had a lot of trial and error, you know, she had to start sometimes it would do really good. Some of them did great. Some of them didn't do great, you know, and you know, every plant may not have produced in the environment that it produced in, but she started learning that the ground was so important and it's so important about the, what, what you put your plant into, you know, to produce what you're wanting to produce, you know, not just any earth or any ground or any, any, uh, Potting soil is perfect for growing a good plant. You know, you have to have the right potting soil. Think about that today, you know. And what you grow, what you're growing something at, the potting soil has to be, it has to have good ground for it to produce, you know. You think about the great redwoods, you know, and you look at the massive trees that come out of the redwoods, you know. Well, they're in a certain area with a certain environment, you know, and, and it produces great, big, massive trees, you know, because of the environment that it's in, you know. And God wants you to have the same results in every area of your life. And so it's so important where, you know, the ground is that you're planting, not only what you're planting, but your life, where, you, where your ministry is and what you're doing. Those things are very, very important. To produce now if you're not producing you have to check and see what's happening but you have to be where you produce praise the lord amen where you sow has to be where it will produce as you're sowing producing fruit be honest with yourself look back you know and look at some of the areas where you've sown and say am i producing you know am i producing the fruit that i want to produce when you look honestly at it you can see you know, sometimes you may have to change where you're at. Some, you may be getting grapefruit where you're at. But, you know, sometimes you may have to change some things with your life, with what you're sowing. If you want good results, environment's the key to getting good results and where you're sowing. Amen. Matthew 13, 3 through 9 says it like this. And he that spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And that's talking about sowing the word. But notice what he says here. He says, when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside and some fowls came and devoured them up. So just sowing anywhere doesn't produce. Notice what he says here. The fifth verse, he says, some fell into stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up and because they had no deepness of earth. And when the uh, sun was up and they were scourged and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, and some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Now, before somebody says you take that out of context, no, this is these are just natural things he's talking about here. And it's important when you think about this is in terms of sowing anything that you're sowing today, whatever it is, you know. You know, and it may be that you're going to sow something totally un money un money related or something totally unrelated to that, you know, but it's important where you sow. Amen. It's, you're not going to produce in just any ground. If I took some seeds today and I went outside and I threw them out there on the sidewalk, they're not going to produce, right? They weren't made to produce for one thing there on the sidewalk. They were made to be produced in the right environment. Now, there's some environments here in America. You can see we have what we call the southern area of America. And people, oh, man, we grow everything down here. I live in Oklahoma, which is really the southern part of America. You know, we, man, you can go all kinds of different directions. And there's all kinds of things being sown because you get good results in southern America, you know. 
Think about that today, you know. It's like where you put your seed is going to have great produce produce, and it's going to grow. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> farmers understand this, you know. You know, you don't see farmers going to the, you know, going up to the, the cold, icy parts of the world. You know, they want their where they need to be to grow and have good crops. Think about that today. And you, if you want to have good growth in your spiritual life and for what you're sowing physically and what you're trying to sow, you know, to, to have resources in your life, you have to make sure that you're sowing it in the right ground. Notice the ground is so important. You know, my brother, my uh, father was a businessman. He, he, he can learn a lot from a businessman. He, he did lots of different businesses. But I remember one, at one point, you know, he had a sub shop that he, he put into a shopping strip. Well, this shopping strip was uh, located in, on, right next to a Walmart, you know, actually in the Midwest City. You might remember Tink and Pugs Chubby Subs. That's what my dad's sub shops are called. And uh, I'd go there and dad give me sandwiches and I'd stay there all night until he closed. You know, it was a lot of fun. You know, him having Tink and Pugs Chubby Subs, you know. They'd come up through the line. He'd say, you want some onions, pickles, black olives, or red peppers, you know, on your sub, you know, and he would give them what they wanted. But it was always fun. You know, I worked for him at a period of time when he was working there, you know, or when he had those businesses, and I answered the phone, taking pugs, chubby subs, you know. <laughs> and I'd answer the phone like that. Always funny, you know, and I have a hard time not laughing, you know. But, you know, he opened this business right next to a Walmart. Here in America, Walmart's a big store, you know, where you can get just about anything. I don't know if it's in every country because we have lots of people listening to us around the world. But it's a big store, and it draws lots of people, you know. So he was in this shopping center right next to this. This place is a great location, a great place for business. And he did really well being next to Walmart. Well, Walmart decides, well, we're going to move and open our own building, you know, open it in another area. You know, because they were adding groceries and things like that, you know, and making them, you know, want their own location. I'm not sure the exact reasoning behind it, but they wanted to move their Walmart. And uh, they moved the Walmart, and then he was there in a freestanding shopping center. Well, his business changed dramatically when this big, big building left with all these people coming into it. You know, because they're not seeing Tinkin' Pugs chubby subs anymore. <laughs> you know? And so he had to move his location so that he would produce in the area that he needed to have, you know, and they needed to be in. You know, and my wife, she has plants, and sometimes she may have to move them from a location. If she leaves them too close to the to the window, you know, she could she could get burnt. It could get burned up, you know. It has to be in the right location, you know, where it needs to be to grow. If it's getting too much sun, it's, it's not going to produce. But if it's in the right environment, it's going to produce, you know. But it's important where it's at, right, where you're planting it at to produce i remember one particular restaurant of my father's you know he he put the business there excuse me and uh he was he he said within 30 days he'll know if it's going to be a good business because people come to try it out the first time and if they stay they keep coming then he knows he's going to have a good business you know but if he doesn't if they don't stay then he knows real quick you know i think it was like 30 to 90 days something like that he knows really quick if it's going to be a good business, you know, and you know, you know, really quick, if you're sowing, you know, and you're sowing and sowing and sowing, and if you're not producing fruit, you've got to be able to look at your circumstances and say, Hey, what's producing me fruit? You know, where am I supposed to be giving? That's going to produce me fruit. I'm going to talk about one place that will really produce you fruit. 
you know, not meaning that you shouldn't give everywhere because we should be supporting the churches and supporting certain areas, you know, make sure we're giving in every area, but a good stream and a good place to get, get good pr things to produce in your life. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but you know, you should be producing results in your life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Hagin used to talk about this with his life, you know, when he was giving in ministry, you know, he would, he would try things as he was taking up the offerings. I mean, he's, he's being supported by these offerings and he's giving and he's doing some trial and error. He's trusting God with every offering. Think about that today. And you need to do some trial and error when it comes to these things, not just giving to, for no reason. You should be thinking about where you're giving. And so it will produce the things that, that you need to have in your life. Notice I didn't take up an offering today. I didn't want him to go say, he's just after money. <laughs> no. And I'm not after anything else from you. Praise the Lord. This is a free ministry to you. Praise the Lord. You're not my source. God's my source. Amen. And, and he wants to be your source in every area of your life. Amen. As Christians, we need to see where we get results. You know, I remember when I started this uh, podcast, it's very interesting, you know, I started, you know, of course, where you could give and think and be a blessing to you. Well, I started out, I, I wasn't receiving any offerings, you know, at all. You know, when I first started the first year, then the Lord started dealing with me about where I could receive offerings. You know, well, I didn't have anybody given. So I started giving myself into the ministry. Me and my wife, we've actually put money into the ministry. And it was just a small seed, but, you know, but I wanted to have something to work with so I could sow it somewhere else, you know. And the Lord told me, he told me specifically sow into this particular area. So I started sowing in this particular area. And I started seeing fruit like you wouldn't believe. Hundreds coming in, you know, and money coming in to be a blessing. Now, I wasn't sitting there trying to get the money. I wasn't trying to get it from other people. But he was my source in everything, you know. And, you know, it's important with your life, you know, that you're letting him be your source. Faith puts no pressure on people, does it? He's your source for everything, and we trust him for everything. But, you know, you need to be looking at what produces and what doesn't. I remember we gave from the ministry to a certain place at a certain time, and it didn't produce like I was wanted to produce, you know. But I have to make sure that I'm giving in the areas that produce. Praise the Lord for me, you know. And God told me specific places where I should give, you know, and with my finances where I should give, you know, on a personal level. And it's important that you're giving to good ground. You know, if it's not bringing in the things that need to be brought in, there's a reason for it. And it's important that you're giving where you're receiving fruit. Amen. In your life, God wants you to have fruit. Praise the Lord. Amen. And Brother Hagin did this with his offerings. And, you know, he would start seeing, getting results on certain things, you know. Trial and error is so important when it comes to sowing. Maybe today you're, you're needing, like I was talking to you about the other day, I was talking about how you're needing places to speak, you know. Well, try to help someone else find some places to speak, you know. Make sure that you're helping the right person. And you'll get a good return that God's wanting to have for you. Maybe you're believing for something else. Well, make sure that you're giving in that area. Maybe you need a car or you're needing certain things. Sow into someone else that needs a cover. Sow into the right person. Amen. And sowing in the right direction that you need to be sowing, right? Just a little bit goes a long ways of sowing. You can be given just a tiny bit. And God can use that for a great amount of things if you let him do that. You know, it's interesting. I remember, you know, me and uh, when I first started working out, it was very interesting. You know, I was just going to, I was feeling horrible. I was sleeping horrible and I felt horrible when I first started working out some years ago. And uh, I'd never been to a gym. 
<laughs> I didn't even know what a gym was like, you know. Really, I didn't really know what a gym was like. But I started walking thirty minutes to, or thirty to forty-five minutes a day, and it was amazing. My wife was like, "Man, you're losing weight, you know, and stuff like that, you know." And I was it helps you sleep better, made me feel better. But I was just doing a little bit each day. It wasn't a whole lot, you know. Didn't I wasn't doing a huge amount of things in a day. But it was making big results in my life, you know. And sometimes you think, well, man, I just I have to get big and I have to get big or I have to be doing this big and I have to be. No, just a little bit can cause quite a big results if you're doing a little bit regularly and consistently, consistently all the time, you know. And I started losing weight and, and you know, and I started feeling better. I got to where after a while I was jogging and I'm feeling better. I need to get back into that. My, I got a brother that holds me in, accountable for that, you know, <laughs> make sure that I'm working out and stuff. But it's important that you're doing it consistently. I like to feel good. You know, I like to I like to look good. And it has a lot to do with consistency. I don't have to do a lot. You don't have to get crazy with it because you have to have a balance in life. You know, we can get in a ditch on this side, get in a ditch on that side. But you need to have a good balance to your life. Amen. You know, there's people who can work out eight hours a day. Well, that might be their career, but you're, that may not be your career. So you can do 30 minutes a day, you know, or, you know, or there may be some people, you know, that they do a whole lot of giving and, you know, they, but they, that may be the position that they're at. You know, you have to start where you're at and God can change your circumstances. If you'll start where you're at and let him do some wonderful things for you. Praise the Lord. Now, some ground that is, is amazing ground. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get more into this series, and I'm going to talk to you about some ground because this is the law of the prophets. We'll be looking at the prophets. We're going to be talking about some ground that will give you unbelievable results. We'll be talking about the law of the prophets here, the law and the prophets, and we're going to see some amazing results that you can get, praise the Lord. I'm going to give it to you in advance. You know, We're going to be talking about prophets, and we're going to be talking about good ground, and we're going to be talking about that in a great extent. We'll get into some more next week. But it's important that your ground that you're sowing in, you're thinking about today. Maybe some of you today are thinking, man, I'm going to make some changes. That's okay. Amen. Don't make let somebody pressure you. You're looking to take care of your family. You're looking to take care of the things that you need to take care of. And God's trying to produce for you. So you need to make sure you're making good quality decisions so that God can have a huge impact in your life. You know, he's doing his part. He always does his part. He's faithful. Amen. And he's always faithful to do his part. Let's go ahead and look at one of the prophets today. And I'm going to give you an example here today. First Kings, the 17th chapter, the ninth verse, he says, go at once to Zarephath and the region of, of uh, Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you food. The 10th verse is, so he went to Zarephath, and when he had came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I might have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called and, and said, bring me, uh, please, a piece of bread. And surely as the Lord our God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. You ever been in that case? I don't have anything to give God. <laughs> I don't have anything, you know, yet listen to what she says here. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son and that, that I may make and eat it and die. 
Now, there's some people, you know, they're listening to me right now. They're in emergency situations. But, you know, there are ways to get results in emergency situations. God's created ways to help you in emergency situations. And he's got ways to help you in your circumstance that you're going through right now. You're not without help. And he wants to help you. Notice what happened here. So Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. So first of all, you got to get rid of fear, right? You can't say, oh, I'm going down. There's no way I'm going to come back up. We're going down. This is the one that's going to take me. <laughs> right? You can't say, I, I don't know how this is going to work out. And you're fearful about tomorrow. You don't know where it's going to come from. It's always going to come from the Father, and he's going to make sure that you have what you need. He's faithful, right? God's always faithful. Remember what I said at the beginning? I said he can work it out more than a million ways. Amen. And he's faithful. Now, you say, Jeremiah, you don't know my situation. You don't know the things I've been through. I've given it all before, you know. And we've trusted God through all kinds of things, me and my wife, you know. And he is faithful. Amen. It says, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, your God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So he gave her a promise. He says, God's going to take care of you. Just give me something to work with. Amen. And it's important, you know, and she gave it to the prophet. That's something to think about, isn't it? Right? Where she gave it, right? She didn't just give it to anybody, right? She put it in a certain ground, and she saw some good things produced in her life. So she, she could have given it to just anybody, and her and her son may have died. So it's important to know where you're giving it, and if it's the appropriate place where God can produce in your life. We see that with this prophet here. God used this prophet in a special way. And there's something about a prophetic anointing in there. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here. The 15th verse is, she went away and did as Elijah had told her. That's important, isn't it? Now, he could have gave her a word. God could have gave you a word. But if you don't do what he tells you, you don't get the miracle. <laughs> right? Now, this doesn't have to be finances. This doesn't have to be food. This could be anything. Whatever it is, you know, if you want good results, it's important where you're getting the information, where you're sowing what you sow, and where you're going to produce. Powerful to think about. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. Think about that. Every day there was food because she knew where to sow, and she knew that she was going to have, it's going to produce every day. Why did she trust this man of God? Why did she trust him with her kid and her and her life? Think about that today. You know, God has areas that will produce for you, right? And you need to ask that to yourself, where you're sowing right now, you know, is it is it going to help me and my family? Is it going to produce for me and my family? I mean, because when it comes home and it comes home to what you're needing today, it's important that you're putting it in the right place, praise the Lord. You know, it's good to give in every area, but it's important to make sure that you have a good stream that you're sowing into that produces. And you need to be looking at what you're getting, amen, from where you sow. It's important to be looking at the fruit. Jesus taught so much on fruit, 
My goodness, look it up and you look up the word fruit and, and, and uh, look at how many scriptures come up, you know, in your Strong's Concordance or Bible Gateway. You'll be amazed how many times Jesus talked about fruit. He cares about you producing fruit. He wants you to have fruit. He wants you to have success and he wants you to have your, the things in your life that you're needing to have to happen for you. The 16th verse is for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of a Lord spoken by Elijah. I'm reminded of the story, you know, uh, by, uh, um, I was thinking of his name, uh, Keith Moore, you know, he's talking about how he got him a dog and, <laughs> the, and he, he took care of this dog and him and his wife had, you know, but he said the dog always trusted because the food was always there. And he always had the, the food that they needed. You know, the dog didn't worry, didn't get stressed because the food was always there. You know, and you shouldn't be worrying all the time. God told you you don't have to worry. You don't have to be stressed. But it's important that you're connected to your source and you're looking at where you're, you're sowing your seed. And reaping the things that you need to be reaping, praise the Lord. God wants you to have the things that you need to have in your life. And he wants you to have way more than what you need so you can be a blessing to someone else. You know, you, he wants you to be able to sponsor a ministry, buy a church, be a blessing to someone else. And I'm not speaking this to try to get you to give to me. No, but I want to, I want to see results in your life. God wants to see results in your life. That's why I'm giving you this word today. And he wants to see good fruit producing out of you. Take a look. Take a look at what's going on with you and let God produce wonderful things in your life. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness, and we thank you for your mercy today, Father. And, Father, I hope I brought forth what you wanted to bring forth perfectly like you wanted me to. Father, we ask that you minister to them today. Help them to get what you need today. Help them to know exactly what you're saying to them. Help them to be enlightened to it. Help them to be encouraged this week, Father. As they're looking and they're doing some trial and error, and they're looking at where they're sowing, Father, help them, Father, get good results, we pray. In every area of their life, we pray in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, for it in advance. And if there's someone here that doesn't know Jesus, in Jesus' name, we pray that prayer, by the way. If there's someone who doesn't know Jesus today, you need to know Jesus. Amen. And, and we're going to pray with you right now. If you want to get saved, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And so I want you to pray this with me. And we're going to believe God for your salvation today. Father, just repeat it after me. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, if you, if you accepted Jesus, hey, put it in the comments. Email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. I want to know about it. Me and Sheila love it. That's why we do this. We want to see you get saved and grow spiritually. We love you. God bless you, and I, I look forward to spending more time with you. We're looking forward to Wednesday and spending more time with you. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.